Hello, welcome back to the Chattahoochee podcast, episode 27. That's another backdoor sneaking in, where you been podcast. <laughs> Man, I'm excited for this episode. I it's been too. a minute. Yeah, we've been uh, a little busy, a little behind schedule, and I finally I had a good two and a half year run, but COVID came knocking and finally caught me home, so <laughs> and to take a few extra days to recuperate. Of course, it took no prisoners, right? No, no. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's been, I um, guess it's been an eventful summer. And like you said, that's Definitely. kind of the reason we haven't got to do this in a while. But, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, we went to see Metallica. Neat. And wouldn't you know it, I'm pretty sure that I was the only person in the whole stadium wearing a Kathy Matea hat. You were thinking, what are the, <laughs> that's a big stadium now, come on. I'm just saying I didn't see another one. Not, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's possible. But <laughs> <laughs> And then the Metallica covered 18 wheels and a dozen roses. It was great. Wow. <laughs> I would like to see that though. It was kind of a mac- mashup of that and the Inner Sandman. It, it was yeah, something yeah. else. Yeah, you yeah. YouTube that and that and the whiskey in the jar. And then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Charlie's life had been drastically different, yeah. that's how it would have yeah. turned out. There's a lot of missteps between uh, eighteen wheels and a dozen roses. And yeah, where it ended up, but you know. <laughs> Hope Charlie gets these bearings about him someday. Yeah. He was just about ready to retire. So close. <laughs> so yeah, episode 27. Um, first, I guess first and foremost, um, hope you guys have loved that Mary Chapin Carpenter episode as much as we loved recording it. Yeah, that was and, a good time. Yeah, it was. It was. And um, I've been listening through our top tracks playlist as oftentimes do, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, man, we had some great top tracks. We really do. Like you had a couple that I wasn't real privy to and maybe vice versa. I don't know. Yeah. Likewise. But man, we had that, that playlist is just so good. What's some that maybe caught you off guard. You wouldn't well, the, the bug, the bug. Yeah. And it's really you know, good. Yeah. And see, like listening back through that, like, yeah, I, I totally remember the song now, yeah. just not her version of it, you yeah. know? But yeah, it's just good, man. It really is. It's good. So I hope you guys, um, we've shed some light on a little more of her catalog, and uh, hopefully we got you chuckling with some memes and stuff like that. Hopefully y'all feel lucky, you know? <laughs> ben Kent, I mean, I guess you probably don't feel as lucky now that you got COVID. But no, no, no. You were probably having a pretty good no. run there until then, right? It's got to go the opposite way now, I figure. So maybe <laughs> I should go out and buy some uh, scratch-offs or a lottery ticket or something. <laughs> it's been storming, so yeah. you might as well go ahead and skip work, get a lotto ticket. and Yeah, grab a head to the park. Good microwave, gas station, <laughs> bean burrito. <laughs> but yeah, man, this is... um. As you could probably guess by Caleb's intro, we're gonna be talking about Blackhawk. Y'all yeah. remember Blackhawk? I hope so. They're they're great, and I feel like really underrated and don't get discussed enough when you talk about good '90s country. Absolutely, absolutely. A little bit different vein, I think. Which you know we like covering artists like that that yeah. are just a little, you know, a little left to center, a little, little different than what. A lot of us heard on the radio. You yeah, know? that's fun. That's all. That's a whole lot of fun. 
But uh, I guess, Caleb, we haven't talked about, um, we haven't brought up any country music history in a little bit. You want to do that? Educate me. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're listening to this on the day it premieres, first of all, happy Labor Day. Yeah. Hope you don't labor too hard today. <laughs> no, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. But um, yeah, today, I guess, would be September 5th. So would you like to hear some cool stuff that happened on this day? I'm ready. All right, so there's there's quite a few quite a few here that um I don't know, well let's get into it. Okay, in nineteen thirty nine, born on this day in Akron, Ohio, was David Allen Coe. Hey. Songwriter, outlaw country music singer and guitarist. So um yeah, he's got a lot of songs. Some of them are not great, and some of them you can't listen to. Yeah. <laughs> Just straight up can't listen to yeah. it. <laughs> David Allen, CEO. <laughs> you know what? I think it's crazy that he was born in 1939. That's pretty wild. I took him as being a, a tad younger than that. A little bit. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay, here's a song that I didn't know he was the writer of. That's a great song. Take this job and shove it. Yeah. I didn't realize that that yeah. was him that wrote that. And I guess, wasn't it also him that um, wrote or at least recorded the first version of uh, Tennessee Whiskey? Yeah, I believe so. That's wild to me. Like, you'll see people, every once in a while, you'll see people in comment sections, actually, David Allen Coe's version's the best. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, come on, man. (laughs) Come on. It's good. They're all good. (laughs) All right. So, um... Okay, let's fast forward to 1951. Born on this day in Tulsa, Oklahoma, was American rock and country music drummer Jamie Oldiker. Okay, you might not know that name at first, but he recorded with musicians such as the Bellamy Brothers, hey. Asleep at the Wheel, mm-hmm. Vince Gill, oh, wow. and Willie Nelson. Man, pretty good the high notes there, yeah. yeah There's some stuff. of the best out there. <laughs> I would say so, for sure. <laughs> okay, let's uh let's skip on down to nineteen seventy eight. Dolly Parton was at number one on the US country music album chart with Heartbreaker, her twentieth solo studio album. I, it's it's crazy to me that by seventy eight she had twenty solo albums. Yeah, that's you know? pretty impressive. That's, she has such a huge catalog of that's a lot of work stuff, man. But um the title song, Heartbreaker, it was a ballad written by Carol Bayer Sager, topped the country, the U.S. country charts, and became Parton's third top 40 pop hit. Now, is it like that same Heartbreaker song that uh, Mariah Carey cut? Is that the one I'm same, thinking of? Same thing. Same, exactly. Okay. You got yeah. the best of me. <laughs> same song. <laughs> Pretty much. That's actually a cover. <laughs> I think it's crazy that um, <laughs> as prominent of a songwriter dolly has been you know still is always has been she didn't write this song isn't that crazy <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> she's t- taking a, a personal day that day you know she's taking it easy <laughs> somebody else do this i already wrote enough hits <laughs> all right 1981 hank williams jr released all my rowdy friends have settled down from the album the pressure is on Dude, I love this song yeah i was gonna say I do you think it. you like this more when they settle down or when they're coming over I enjoy when they come over, you know, yeah, because it makes you think, you know, football's coming up. Does that piano just really get dun, you dun, into? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, but settle hey, down just has a real good <laughs> melody about it, and 
Just like some of the lines in there when it's like cornbread nasties to, to place of pills in 90 yes. proof. Like, <laughs> What's a better line, that or uh, I got ketchup on my blue jeans, I just burned my hand. Mm, yeah. Or it's hard to be a bachelor <laughs> yeah. man. Tough pick. Both very good. <laughs> yeah. Very good songs. But yeah, I really, really like this song. It's just so, it's it's classic Hank Jr., you know. Yeah. But yeah. I think the chorus is so catchy. I think like, just like the hook is just so good. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Okay, 90, 1997. Okay. This is, you know, this good year. is right in our Eight wheelhouse. years old. Yeah. <laughs> practically driving. <laughs> yeah, maybe around here. <laughs> so, the American action film Fire Down Below, starring Steven Seagal, ever heard of him, was released. The film included cameos by country music performers Randy Travis, Mark Colley, Ed Bruce, Marty Stewart, and Travis Tritt, as well as Chris Christopherson in a supporting role. Wow. I need to go back and watch I this. think I do too, yeah. <laughs> it seems like something I would be, because I don't think I've ever watched this, like, other than just, like, like flicking through channels and it being Probably, on, like, all know? the time when we were kids, like, channels, like, on TBS on, like, Saturday would just play mm-hmm. Steven Seagal all day, all just day all day long. <laughs> But I want to go back and check that out. That's quite Get the, ready for a marathon all day long. Quite the lineup. Is this something you want? No, but you're going to get it from TV. That's what we could afford in syndication. <laughs> yeah, I think that one might be worth going back and watching. There's several of those movies that I feel like I have um, missed out on. Like, even if I've seen the movie, like, actually going back as an adult. Yeah. And watching them and just appreciating them that much more. Like, uh, I don't know. I haven't watched Pure Country or Eight Seconds since I was in my what, early that. 20s. Yeah. Uh, it's about time. Time to give a reappreciation <laughs> of those films. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah, those, <laughs> those are fantastic. Those are fantastic. But yeah, that is your... That is your Labor Day 2022. That's this day in country music history. It's pretty good facts. I've learned some things. Yeah, yeah. What about the dude that had um, played drums for Everybody Good, basically? Yeah. Kind of like the guy that we uh, we talked about that played bass for like everybody in the 90s. Yeah. You know? That's just cool. That's cool. But... um. You know what we uh, we decided to do something fun and different for this particular episode. I guess this would kind of kind of be a version of a newer than nineties, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, for, for so, the most part, yeah, something like that. So um, we talked recently about the John Anderson tribute record. We've talked about a couple songs here and there. And I think that it it was about to drop when we put out the last episode. Yeah, it was coming out that Tuesday, I think. Okay, okay. Following our episode. So, you know, it came out, and we have had some time to reflect. Yeah, take it all in. First of all, the whole thing as a full listen, I think, is very good. I think it's uh, a great album all the way through, and... Also, just a great tribute to John Anderson. Yeah, which is the goal. Goal accomplished. Um, and the the name of this was what something borrowed, something new. I'm blanking. I don't have it right down in front of me. 
Oh, my first thought was Michael Scott saying monkey pee all over yeah. here. That's not it. Something <laughs> yeah. borrows something new, a tribute to John Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, front to back, there's just there's not much that's not worth listening to on here. But um, we did decide to do a track by track breakdown, and we're going to review those tracks and give you our personal opinions of them. Our first ever Chattahoochee album review. Yeah, right here. Yeah. Not to, I mean, we might do this again down the road at some point, but um, yeah, this is pretty exciting getting to do the uh, this this first one. I think it's pretty fitting yeah. for us to do so. Yeah, we're going to rate uh, each of these songs individually on a scale from one to five and uh, combine our scores to give it, you know, an accumulative score out of 10 between the both of us. Yeah, this is... This is exciting. See, uh, I don't think that we will have much animosity. I mean, maybe we will, but I don't think we will get much um, kickback from the other about whatever we rate it as. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's no, I guess, there's no saying that the songs aren't good because of John Anderson. They're all John Anderson songs, so. I might get wild and blue, though. We'll see. No. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. Take me up yonder. (laughs) Well, Caleb, would you like to lead off here? Yeah. Um, so track one, opening up the album, is 1959, performed by John Prine. Yep. I'm going to give it a uh, five out of five Prines. Five out of five. Five out of five, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I just, the song's good anyway, of course. Uh, but I always love hearing John Prine sing because he just has the most beautiful voice when it comes to storytelling yeah. in a song. And just awesome, awesome version. What did you give it? All right. So I take back everything I just said about us not having any animosity okay. toward one another. I'm going to have to just give this um, one, out of, one out of five Z28s. <laughs> okay. Okay. Reason being, I'm not saying that John Prine isn't great or that <laughs> he hasn't been like a... Um, I don't know. I feel like he is... Our favorite artist's favorite artist. One yeah. of those deals, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you can, if you really enjoy an artist, you can look up what they're, um, what they were into. So, like, I've heard, um, like Paul McCartney has talked about that, like, looking up your favorite artist's favorite artist to kind of, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, me personally, I haven't got into a ton of John Prine. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think, if you have to compare it, and I feel like you do, if if you if you have to compare it to the original, I don't think it touches the original. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I guess that gives us what? A six out of ten? Six on out that of one? ten. Okay. Nineteen fifty nine. Okay. Okay, I can that's okay. Okay. Yeah. We're all right. We're yeah. all right right now. Uh next track on the docket is Years, performed by Sierra Farrell. Yeah. What did you give this one? Um Okay. So this is also already... a track that we, on last episode, we uh, unknowingly, collectively added to the Near the 90s playlist already. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it, um, I think it's obvious that I would give this a five out of five brothers on the sofa eating chocolate pie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same here. Five out of five. Five out of five. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome track all on its own. It's, performed by an extremely awesome and talented uh, artist 
and man, it's it's um, I, it's one of those tracks too. It's been hard to pick somebody else to perform it as good as she does. Right, right. Like I, I think it does justice to the original. I think that her take on it is fantastic. I think like the instrumentation, everything is really well done. You yes. Know? It's just good. Like somehow it just works out perfectly. But yeah, I think it's awesome. Very good. So okay, that makes sense. So ten out of ten. Yeah, ten big tenor. Ten. Big tenor. Dang. Hey, moving on. Track number three. Yeah. Wild and Blue, performed by Brent Cobbs. I gave this one a five. Five. Full okay. five, yeah. Full five, okay. Yeah, um, uh, I like the original, but I, I'm real big into this version, this bigger band, uh, country blues fusion kind of approach that they take here. Yeah. And, man, he could really sing, too. He's good. Yeah, he's really good. He's good, yeah. Didn't he put out like a uh, like a gospel-ish kind of album yeah. recently, too? That was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say for me, I'd probably give it a... I give it a good solid three out of five. Okay, yeah, it's not bad. Because, and and I think the reason I wouldn't give it any higher than that is because Alan Jackson's version exists. That is, yeah, you're right, yeah. Because even though, I mean, we talked at length about... uh, I I I recant my five to a four (laughs) out of respect for Alan Jackson. I have to. So we talked at length about, on the John Anderson episode, (laughs) about... um, the only issues that we had with John Anderson's version, which was a little bit of the backup singing, you know. Yep. Even though that was the case, I love his the original version. Love it. Yeah. I think it's really cool that Alan Jackson went the bluegrass route. On I, it, I agree. Yeah. That's a cool way to cover it. But um, yeah, like you said, like the kind of full bandy feel of this. I think it's very good. I think it's a very yeah. good, solid listen. Like, if it, if this comes on, I ain't changing it. Yeah. It's a good way, I feel like, to break up to where it's not trying to be too much like the original because they're just right. not, they're not going to match that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. What do we got next here? Um, moving right along, we have Lonesome Low Dog Blues performed by uh, Nathaniel Ratliff. Um, okay. I'll go first if you want. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, Nathaniel and his music and like yeah. him and the Night Sweats, like love their sound. Yeah. Um, that didn't translate to this track. I agree. I'm going to give it a lonesome low dog two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessarily bad. It's right. just not a preference for me. Yeah. Um, in relationship to the original. Like the way that John Anderson performs it and he really stretches his voice and like covers a lot right. of range is like the best part right. of how the song's put together. Well, as good as he is, like 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 you said with the night sweats and everything, like and as much as he does a lot of that stuff. I was really expecting this yeah. that. That's yeah. what I was expecting. If I, I didn't, didn't know it. beforehand that it was him, I wouldn't have It doesn't sound like yeah. him. Right. It really doesn't. Like, I don't, come on, dude. Yeah, I was not uh not upset, but not impressed. Right. I don't yeah. think it's bad per se, but like I expected more out of that. Yeah. You know. What was your score? I give it a two. Two. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I give it a two. Okay. Next track. Eric Church mm-hmm. 
Mississippi Moon. Did not care for this one. Really? You didn't like this? Did not care for it. I don't know if it's that I just never like super connected with the the original either, but I just and I don't know. I'll go back and forth with with Eric Church. We've talked about that. Yeah, it's yeah. But I don't know. I it just nothing stuck out to me that was like remotely exciting for this one. See, I'm not big on the original anyway of yeah. this, but I actually did enjoy this. Um so much so that I'm gonna give it four out of five marking mockingbird melodies and watermelon memories. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just gonna give it a one. A one? Okay, yeah. yeah. A lot of good tracks, but this is one that I would probably skip if it comes on. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Eric Church. I know you totally listen to this podcast. Yeah, be so hurt him deeply. <laughs> all right, all right. Next track. You want to go? Yeah. Uh, next up was I just came to count the memories performed by Gilliam Welch and David Rawlings. Um. Um, I actually was kind of a big fan of this one. So I'm going to hit it right down the middle with a yeah. three out of five. Yeah. 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 I feel you on that. I'll give it a three out of five. You know, it's kind of the same reason why, um, like hearing, um, John Prine perform is just like voices meant for storytelling. Yeah. Gillian Welch has one of those voices. You know, her, um, her original name was, was, Jillian and not Gillian, but what happened is she was on the road to Damascus and she saw a bright light and the Lord changed her name to Gillian. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's a very good cover. I don't think it's like, um, I don't know, I think it does justice to the original. Yeah. And I think that, um, I don't think it's a particularly exciting version of it, but that's not the point of this song, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. I think, I mean, the song is so good lyrically that'd be hard to mess it up anyway. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. Okay, next track. This is where we might get Wild and Blue. I'm gonna remember this one. Uh, Shoot Low Sheriff, performed by Tyler Childers. Oh man, I gave this one five out of five. Big loads of booze. <laughs> I, just, I love this one. See, I was going to give it a five out of five trampoline backflips. That's good, too. Yeah, that's a good rating system, yeah. <laughs> if Ty- I mean, I love Tyler Childers' like full-on, full-band country stuff. Yeah. But if he made the decision to go straight bluegrass... I would be okay. I'd be fine uh, with it. Anything he does, really, I'm there for. Right. That's, yeah, I'm right there. Right. Man, but yeah, there's nobody else that could pull this one off just the content matter of the song and what's capable here. Like Mm. nobody's going to do it like he is and his, his vocals, just the range on like the lines when it says, uh, uncle Bill held the bottle between his finger and thumb. Yeah. Said if I leave any, you can have some. Yeah. (laughs) Make him reach in his pocket for his last thin dime and wear summer britches in the cold winter time. (laughs) That's just, this is meant for him to sing. He better shoot low sheriff. They might be crawling. Yeah. Just such a good song as it is. Yeah. But yeah, the bluegrass delivery of that one, it's it's good. It's really good. <laughs> like, even if they had done, like, 
his like just full band country a version of that like that. Yeah, it would have been good, but this bluegrass version is fun. Man. Yeah, it's so good. So is that a that a solid uh, five for you too? Is that what I'm picking yeah. up? Yeah, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. One. All right. What we got next? Seminole Wind by Luke Combs. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about it? Did not particularly love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of hit and miss. Okay, so first of all, I mean, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a one. Okay. The um, I don't think that it does the original justice. Not so much. I have heard a couple things from Luke Combs that haven't been bad. You know, he's a new country guy. Yeah. So obviously, we're gonna go guarded into listening to anything that he does. Yeah. So sorry. I'm gonna guard my honky tonk heart. <laughs> but um where's the fiddle, man? Where's the fiddle? Yeah. I was come on. I wasn't a huge fan of like the opening, like the little redid piano piece. Yeah. And the opening up until the first course actually kicks in. Mm. And then I find it a little bit more acceptable. I'm a yeah. little bit more into it for once the 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 band comes in and it picks right. up some. Um, yeah. but he doesn't other, have a bad voice. No, not the at all. Can sing. It's just, uh, that's one of those songs I feel like you want it to be close to the original mm-hmm. format because musically it's, it's a huge part of what makes the song. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to give this one um, three out of five Cypress Stumps. <laughs> so combined four out of ten. <laughs> um, I think... That what killed it for me is when he kind of starts like it's like yelling by the end of the song. Yeah, I'm like is this Seminole Win or is this Artist in the Ambulance by Thrice? Like what are we do- <laughs> what are we doing here, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like um, like come on, dude. Like you don't you don't need all that. Like the dude has good voice as it is. Like he's got a song um, with. Billy Strings came out like I don't know years so ago. Oh, the Great Divider. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. But um, man, I, I think you might have missed it on this one. <laughs> Next track, when it comes to you, Sturgill Simpson. I have no trouble saying I gave this one a five out of five. Same, I love yep. it. It's I think so it's good. Great. Man, I love, I'm a big fan, I'm sure you are too, of like just overall the bass line in this oh and the drums, gosh, yes. the drum pieces, like just the mix is so good. I think this one did did justice to the original more so than any other track on here. Yeah. Like I think it's, because the original is so daggone good as it is, but his version and like, because I love his voice as it is too. It's you know? so, yeah. But so good. Uh, I think it is. A very, very good cover. Yeah, uh, let me see. I think I'd probably give this one um, five out of five bass boats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like, um, really like just how he sings it. It's so good. Okay, next up we have uh, You Can't Judge a Book, performed by the Brothers Osborne. How do you feel about it? I hit it kind of right down the middle. Same. Um, three out of five honky tonk and toe taps. <laughs> not, not one more though. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go above a three. It's a jam. Like, it's real jammy. Right. Which I, I dig. And it also kind of has, like, the same kind of jam that reminds you of, like, uh, Full Man, like, Southern Gospel jams. Like, yeah. like the ones where they just have, like, two-minute music breaks. Yeah. You know, like that. Just kind of right. kind of the vibes I picked up. Right. But definitely a, a, a good cover and a good tribute. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does does justice to, to John Anderson. But um, I don't know. Like you said, it, I mean, it's, it's a good jamming song, a good toe-tapping song. And like, like I'm not going to change this one if it comes on. Like I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. But um, yeah, like you said, three. I'll give it a three. Yeah. The next one. <laughs> Would you catch a falling star? Dale McCory featuring Sierra Hull. Man. <laughs> I know that Dale McCory has done a lot for the bluegrass community. Mm-hmm. I just can't handle it. No, I can't handle it. man. Like I, I can get over it a little bit for this version because I think the song is fantastic. Yeah, like I think it's borderline genius lyrically. It's know? very smart. Very smart. <laughs> it's it's so good. I just, man, I, it's tough. It's tough with his voice. If you can get over that part, it's a great cover. Yeah, I'd I'd give it a. I give it a three. Yeah, same. I give it a three. Th- same. I feel good about it enough. A lot of it, what's carrying in that score is just the song itself is such a good song. Like that's really it. Yeah. Um, but not. I don't feel comfortable rating it higher when you have, you know, some of these other performances on this album that just right. blow it out of the water. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. So not bad. Six out of ten collectively. Yeah. He um years back, I guess um what's his name? Dirks Bentley. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was just kind of having an, ide- an identity crisis or what at the time as an artist, but uh, he kind of went semi bluegrass for a second. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. Which, you know, he had like Punch Brothers playing with him and stuff like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. If you're going to have a backing band. That's the one you want. Punch Brothers, you know, it doesn't get much better than that. And they don't mess up. They did a cover, okay, Dirks Bentley did, of a U2 song. Do you remember this? I don't. What was the U2 song? In the Name of Love. No, I don't remember this. But they had uh, this old boy on there too, Dale McCory, Mm -hmm. doing the, uh, I don't know, if you guys haven't heard it yet. Go listen to it. It's you know it's pretty entertaining until Dale McCoy's voice comes in on the chorus, and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to completely spoil it for you, so I'm not going to go any yeah, further into me. that. You can just go spoil it for yourself. <laughs> go ruin the song for yourself. Yep, I'm excited, man. What happened to Darks Bentley? What happened? Like, remember initially, I can remember initially hearing him for the first time, which was, um, uh, um, uh, what's the name of the song? I can hear the melody in my head. Um, what was I thinking? Uh, was that it? Or was it? That was the first big hit. That was I the remember. first one. I remember that one and a lot of leaving left to do. That was a like, that one's like real oh, jammy. Yeah. And I was like, man, this, that was, I can remember less listening to that and being like, okay, maybe there is hope. Like there's artists out there that want to make more 
traditional vibed country. You like know? I felt like he was going to be another Gary Allen. So yeah, something similar you know? to that. Yeah. Like uh, what was that one song that was really good? Um, Trying to stop your leaving. Yeah, that was a good song. Yeah, that's well written. Uh, real catchy country tune. Yeah, I I remember you and I listening to one of his records that had the, those songs on there and enjoying it at the time. You know. Yeah, that one that has um, a lot of leaving left to do. I think that was the one. There's a lot of good tracks on that. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Man, somewhere. <laughs> So where he went, went south, <laughs> he ain't come back yet. <laughs> Stay the course. Come on, dude. Do better. Okay, we got a few more tracks here. Yeah. Next up will be uh, Straight to Kill a Knot for my Ashley McBride. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I'm going to give it four out of five straight tequila knots, which you'll need after hearing the version. <laughs> See, I was going to give it four out of five, four out of five fun, funky looking little dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Funny looking little dogs. <laughs> yeah. I I think this is very good. Yeah. She knocks it out of the park, man. Like such a good version and rendition. And I like the way that I think the, the best choice for this song for this album was to let a female artist sing it just to mix it up. Because yeah. It, com- um, yeah. it completely changes the vibe of the it song. Does. Yeah. It's it's a little softer and easier, you know? I mean, yeah. and it's one of those things like, like you better tread lightly if you're going to cover this song, you know? Yeah. Because it's just such a classic, and it's such it's so John Anderson. You Very know? much so, yeah. But, man, she, she kills it. I think it's great. Eight out of ten, eh? Eight out of ten. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. And one more track. I'll be honest. It's it's a real toss up, probably between like this shoot low sheriff and years being my favorite track on there. But I think uh-huh. this one takes the cake for me. Okay, it's just I'm just an old chunk of coal performed by Jamie Johnson. I have not loved everything Jamie Johnson has put out in the past. Mm-hmm. Just in color. Think- have you though? Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> Maybe it's the problem. Maybe I need to go back and see it in color. I, don't... <laughs> I would give this, um, I give it four out of five. Okay. Four out of five. I don't know. Um, Japanese yachts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go, uh, five out of five. I really, I mean, I loved it. And I like, I like the more upbeat tempo this has in the, compared to the original. And yeah. I like a lot of like the real fun little piano pieces that are just sprinkled in yeah. throughout the whole track. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. Yeah. I think, I think musically it's really good. I think his voice is great. I yeah. think he's, he's got a, a killer country voice. I think it's the voice for this song for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. I love the original, but I think this is a really good, really good cover. He, um, I read somewhere in an article about this, this record coming out and I guess, um, Dan Arbach from the um, Black Keys is pretty much like headed up the whole project, right? Really, I'm pretty That's sure. That's pretty cool. Pretty sure he had a whole lot to do with it. And um, I saw a quote from Jamie Johnson. I guess once people found out what the track listing was, he called Dan and was like, "Hey, um, I think you might have missed it by not including a cover of Swinging on there." 
uh-huh. because you know, and I didn't even think about it at first because John Anderson's got so many dad. He's songs, got a lot, yeah. You know, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think about it until I read that. Like, oh, it does have a version of yeah, Sling pretty on. iconic John Anderson song. Yeah, which which I think is cool that they they picked some lesser known songs. You know, oh yeah, that's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. It's always cool when they do that because it gives like newer listeners and a newer generation a chance to be like, oh, this is something I'm not familiar with. I want to go back and explore this song and this album, maybe, you know, kind of, you know, keeps the classics alive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in in a world full of um, Morgan Wallens, we need more John Andersons. Yes, please. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Come forth. (laughs) Man. I had only heard, I mean, like a couple Morgan Wallen songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, and one of them being, you know, his Jason Isbell cover that is, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> me and Kelsey were at a family function recently, and somebody turned on their Morgan Wallen playlist. And somehow each song was worse than the one it's before imp- it. Impressive how bad it can be. Man, it's hard. It's really hard to listen to. Like as a yeah. fan of music in general, yeah. like, this is killing me. Yeah, it's kind of like this. Um, he's one of those artists to me that just has like that. I don't know how to describe it, but kind of like grunty, constipated voice at times. Like I don't <laughs> like he's trying to work something out while singing. <laughs> like it's just. You you remember on. Um, you're on the office when Aaron first meets Holly and she's like, I don't get it. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I don't yeah, get it. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's what it makes me think of. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Like people like what they like, but I just don't, no, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and I don't think that can change. No, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I guess uh, Jamie Johnson was like, yeah, people are not happy that there is not a version of Swinging on here. Which, if you really need a version of Swinging, you can go find Leanne um, Rhymes' version of it. And, you know, whatever. Take it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there. It's there for the listening if you really need a cover of it. But otherwise, just listen to the original. And you're not going to beat the original on that. <laughs> well, you ready to talk about some... Uh, country music that is way better than Morgan Wallen. I'm so ready. No, I'm so so very ready for that. I can discuss some uh, history of Blackhawk and some hits of Blackhawk. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Okay, uh, so prior to the formation of Blackhawk, all three original members had experience in various parts of the music business. Uh, lead singer Henry Paul spent some time in the Outlaws during the mid '70s. Uh, he even led his own group, the Henry Paul Band, after he left the Southern rock group, the Outlaws. Uh, Van Stevenson had a brief glimpse of success in, ni- in 1984 when he released the single Modern Day Delilah, which peaked at 22 on the Billboard charts. But once subsequent records didn't replicate um, that level of success, he kind of stepped away from performance. And Stevenson had teamed with uh, keyboardist David Robbins, and the pair began pinning uh, some country songs, even pinning a couple hits for Restless Heart, one you might know off the top of your head, Bluest Eyes in Texas. That makes so much sense. Yeah. In retrospect. A lot of oh the same gosh. vibes. Very much. Uh, eventually, Paul would become friendly with the duo, and their 
uh, songwriting duo would become a trio, but they quickly decided to form their own band and combine their unique talents, taking the name Blackhawk, um, named after an American pre-war sports car. That's kind of like the Brooks and Dunn route. Like, hey, we are really good at writing together. Yeah. It'll be even better if we performed so and we might, wrote together. We might as well just do the whole shebang together, yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, lead singer Henry Paul had even said, you know, when we started, our individual careers as writers and performers gave us somewhat of a more creative sensibility. We were three three guys whose goal was to approach country with smart songs and unique harmonies for people who may not automatically like country. That's kind of cool that they went into it like, like, okay, here's some good country music for people that might not instantly love good country music. Yeah, you know? and being songwriters, very capable of being like, all right, so here's what's performing well. Right. Let's take those elements and put them at the forefront of our sound. Right. Right, but not so much in a way that it feels like, I don't know. I don't know if embellished is the word for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel fake you know yeah, it's very natural it doesn't feel forced in any way with right, what they right. do okay so um so blackhawk you know as they became known as blackhawk 1993 their self-titled arista debut album launched with the smash single goodbye says it all which pretty much everybody knows you know mm-hmm. so that was followed by the top five hits every once in a while I sure can smell the rain down in flames, and that's just about right. The album soon became double platinum, and the band received an ACM nomination for Best New Vocal Group of the Year. If I had to guess, the only reason they... I haven't looked into who won that year, but if I had to guess the reason why they didn't get the award, I would say it was probably called Diamond Rio. Uh, that was probably about the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's Diamond Rio's heyday right there, you know. Yeah. Hey, they could meet in the middle and work it out between themselves if they want to. <laughs> celebrity death match. Yeah. Blackhawk versus Diamond Rio. I keep putting Diamond Rio in these celebrity death matches. Eventually they're going to sign up. <laughs> Settle it. <laughs> so, yeah, they had an unprecedented run of hits for a band that never quite fit the standard country mold. Getting a Blackhawk record on the radio was often a tough sell, Henry explained. For the same reason, country radio rejected bands like the Mavericks, Dixie Chicks, and Alison Krauss, but we were committed to smart, strong songs, whether they fit the format or not, and the fans responded. Yeah, so really, kudos are sticking to their guns for being like, yeah. we know we know this will work. Yeah. It just, you know, it just needs a chance to to fall on the ears to hear it. Right, right. Yeah, like you said, they. I like how you said that they stuck to their guns. Like this is what we're doing. Yeah. Like and yeah, that might cost cost us some uh, radio play time, but yeah, you know, we're about what we're about. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we um, jump into discussing our top tracks for Blackhawk, yeah, I have a uh, a little mini segment I prepared just for you to to absorb and hear here you know how we always like to i don't know if you watched any of these music videos some of they're pretty uh pretty generic 90s country music videos Mm -hmm. but one of our favorite things in watching the old music videos is being on youtube and of course the comment section so i pulled a few (laughs) 
I pulled a few from the comment section <laughs> yes. just to read for your reaction. Uh, this first one is from the I Sure Can't Smell the Rain music video. And Jackie says, I was present when Blackhawk performed in Kansas back in the 1990s. <laughs> Henry Paul playing the ukulele was gorgeous. Heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> he was gorgeous <laughs> he kind of reminds me of like if Fabio had Randy Newman's voice <laughs> does that make sense yeah I can see yeah. yeah see I went a different place to where I think that especially in this I sure can't smell the rain music video he has just on like a leather vest okay a black oh. leather vest oh. that's really it He's got some pants on. Don't worry. He's got pants on. <laughs> a little bit of pants. A little bit of pants. <laughs> but just his hair, his like his uh, curly mullet mm-hmm. and the vest, it kind of looks like he's the good version of, if he had an evil twin, it'd be Sid Vicious from WCW. <laughs> That's really what it looks like. That's all I can see. <laughs> all right. You got any more comment sections? Yeah, I got one more for great, you. Great. That's from the uh, Goodbye Says It All music video. Kenneth said, when he said, she could have made it real tough bringing up all the hell that I've raised, I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and cackled. I loved it. Dude, people in YouTube comments, that's that's a different breed There's a lot of going on there. human on there. Like People will just spill it all yeah, on there. They, they really will. They like uh, a lot of times they will like reply directly to the artist mm-hmm. and yeah. like telling them their life story. Like, dude, I'm sorry, but they ain't yeah. reading that. Reba McIntyre does not see this comment right now. No. She's too know? busy selling boots, eating corn dogs. <laughs> Come on, she's got a brand. But spe- yeah, especially ones like like the good boss says it all music video. There were a few in there that was like brings back uh, memories of good times and sad times. You know, but like. I sure do miss her. Like, you know, like, oh, man, like, no, Linda, uh, please come back. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> My number is. Uh, I'll leave it blank, blank, blank. Oh, man. If the YouTube good. algorithms brought you here, it's meant to be true love. <laughs> Found true love in the algorithm. <laughs> so, oh, <yeah>. boy. <laughs> All I can say about Henry Paul, you know. Heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. <laughs> three of them. Three. Not just one. Three How do you know them. it's serious when there's three? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I'm going to bust into our uh, Blackhawk talk top tracks. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Then uh, on this occasion, we just have a straight, the straight five, our top five tracks from the artist. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to be up front here. Like, um, okay, Blackhawk. Unlike a lot, a whole lot of the artists that we've talked about so far, Blackhawk is not one of like my like top ten or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. But I am here to say, hey, Blackhawk had some great songs. They really did. Some like bangers. they might not have like a you know two greatest hits records full of them. But there's a lot of good stuff. But there's some good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, five tracks, five solid tracks yeah. here. I like Blackhawk a pretty good bit. Um I just feel like outside of my top five, the other songs that I do like, it would be hard to rank them because they're all going to be, they're all pretty much the same rank. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel it. I hold them at the same regard in my heart. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. With that being said, 
Would you like to kick us off with your number five? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so they have a record from '98 called "Sky's the Limit." Okay. Okay. Not uh, not a whole lot of hits on there, but the opening track on there it's called "Your Own Little Corner of My Heart." Mm-hmm. Man, it is fun. It is fun. I, and I think, um, I mean, you get a lot of those like like super big like harmonies like on the chorus and stuff like that. That's kind of like their trademark, you know, is have yeah. like these awesome harmonies. But musically, this song is, man, it goes. It's good. Like, there's a lot of really good guitar licks in there. Like, it, it almost reminds me a little bit of um, Randy Travis's, like, you know, late 80s, early 90s stuff. Yeah. Like, there's just some really good moving music in that song. I think that's my favorite thing about it, your own little corner of my heart. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be my, my number five. It's a good start. Okay, number five for me. And this one is from the album Strong Enough. Never a single, but a well-written track penned by Dennis Lindy, who we commonly mention when we discuss 90s country. John Deere Green, it sure is Monday. list goes on. Uh, But the song is Hook, Line, and Sinker. Hook, Line, Sinker, okay. Do you you remember this one? Do you recall this track? I don't remember this song. Um. Always like I had this cassette, but I'm always nice. Uh, like this one, just reminiscent as a kid because of the content matter. Like I always found the hook <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool and catchy when I was a kid. But it's just kind of like the the baseline. It was you know hook line and sinker. I swallowed all over swallowed all over lies. Yeah, that's good. Just like as a kid who spent a lot of recreational time like over a riverbank somewhere typically uh fishing and right. or next to the creek doing the same like i just always thought it was you know superbly cool like yeah. well, this is really neat you know he's that's clever fishing terminology <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i always enjoy the track and uh it just barely made the list for me as my number five that's solid that's solid i'm excited to go go give that one another try yeah and that's what we're, we want to do here. We want to um, not only just give you guys the, the hits all the time. Sometimes it's fun to find these songs that maybe you didn't know so well. Yeah, maybe for you is very well known, but someone else, maybe they never even heard it. Exactly, exactly. I mean, a lot of us were exposed to only, only the radio hits, you mm-hmm. know. So it's fun, I think, now that we have access to stuff like Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Yeah. You can go go back and listen to all this stuff. You Real know, deep dives. Unless, you know, you're wanting to go listen to some um, Garth Brooks, then you're going to have to get, like, Amazon Music yeah. or whatever. Walmart special releases. Come on, man. Come on, Garth. Release the tracks. <laughs> the bodies. What? <laughs> Tell us what? where the bodies are hidden. Release the tracks. He He can pick one. Like, listen, yeah. Garth, you can either put your stuff on Spotify, every record, mm-hmm. or you can tell us where the bodies are hidden. Yeah. It's up to you, man. Yeah. Well, if he does one and just gives the music out on Spotify, it's pretty ev- evident to everyone then that there are bodies hidden somewhere. Like, he pretty much just hey. says it without saying it, you know. <laughs> His eyes say it without saying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's secrets in those eyes. <laughs> If you were level one, have been hurt by Chris Gaines. 
Please call. That wasn't me. That was that was Chris Kane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For us to love Garth Brooks so much, we have driven <laughs> drug him through the mud so many times. <laughs> just release the songs. I just want to listen to right. it with the rest of my country music library. That's all I want. If he would just put his stuff on Spotify, I'd never say another word. Yeah. On this podcast, I'm just saying, Garth. Like, what if tomorrow never comes and we don't have your music on Spotify? Like, hey. That's a well, you know how much point. I loved you. <laughs> number four. <laughs> Andy, moving right along here. All right, number four for me from their '94 record, "Down in Flames." Okay, "Down in Flames." I like this song. That well, we'll talk about this more, but. Um, First half of that record is all really good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot. all really good, but yeah, down in flames for me. I mean, I think it's good enough to land on my top tracks. Like there's there's ones here and there that you're like, yeah, that one's all right, but not like top tracks worthy. Yeah, you know. But I think this one would have to be. This is one that I do remember. Not obviously not getting like a ton of radio play, but. Um, yeah. Good enough to where I'm like, yeah, I remember that and remember it fondly, you know. Yeah. Like, it's a good listen going back and listen to it if you haven't. Okay. Number four for me, every once in a while. Number four. Number four. Okay. Uh, released in 94, the second single from their uh, self-titled debut album. Climbed all the way to number two and was penned by the trio themselves. Um. It's just a solid, solid country song. I love the mandolin that they use in their sound. It works really uh, well on this track. I like um, their guitar tones where it's kind of like a weird but workable mix of like these high treble rock and roll sounds that can easily transition into like country chicken picking. Yeah. It just kind of bounces back and forth between that. I agree. Those two vibes. And man, it works. It works well for them. There's there's really not a lot of um I mean obviously I like mandolin like in the context of bluegrass music yeah. you know but sometimes in like when it's just put into straight up country seems a little forced sometimes it feels forced yeah but I think Blackhawk and Diamond Rio, Rio do it better than anybody, anybody yeah. you know yeah. I mean I agree so much that I will tell you that's my number 3 yeah Oh wow Every nice once in a while I like the song man it's good do you think this is what the kids call a diss track, maybe? Just ask her if she ever still thinks about me, and she'll say, every once in a while. Every once in a while. She's rubbing it in that guy's face, like, dang. <laughs> every once in a while. You know, your buddies are doing harmony and humiliating you, and you yeah. even more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, in my mind, that's the way it's played now. Yeah. Every once in a while. Yeah. This is the song that I think he sounds like Randy Newman more than any other song. Yeah, but I not in a that. bad way. I, like I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I was thinking when listening, I was like, "Who else could possibly sound like, <laughs> you know, all Henry here?" But yeah, I can yeah. see, I can see that comparison. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. Everyone, I think lyrically, this song is just really, really solid too. Okay, well, that's your number three. I'll give you mine. Mm-hmm. Number three for me is. I sure can smell the rain. 
we keep doing this. I'll I'll like it too. I like it a lot. It's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it is a good song. Yeah. The the third single to ever drop uh, from Black Hawk, number nine on the country charts. I would honestly expect it to be higher. Yeah. Just me. Yeah. Same. I um, agree. Written by Walt Aldridge, uh, popular in relation to writing on uh, "There's No Getting Over Me." Ronnie Millsap. Oh, Ronnie Millsap. Holding her and loving you, Earl bing. Thomas Conley. Oh my gosh. No. Also machine. penned by uh John Jared, who we'd know from uh, Is That a Tear, Tracy Lawrence, and oh Money gosh. in the Bank, the great John Anderson. Dang gone, dude. Yeah. Quite the songwriting duo there. <laughs> no wonder this song is fantastic. Yeah, it's just epic uh start to finish. I think it deserves more recognition for I do too. being a big song in the area and one of their best songs, honestly. Mm-hmm. Man, lyrically an outstanding performance. He Henry Paul's perfect, man. He can really build out some vocals. Yeah, I agree. This um yeah, this is my number two. Mm-hmm. But I think lyrically it's my favorite Blackhawk song. It's really good man. in that way. It's uh like um she'd still say I love you if you if I ask, but she never volunteers. Yeah. Like that that's that's hurtful. Oh, that's a really oh, hurtful gosh. thing to say. Yeah. Somehow what she never says means more than the words, uh, the other words I hear. Like, mm-hmm. It's sure good. can't smell the rain. Yeah, it's coming. Storms are brewing. The, man, I just love these clever country lines like that, you know? Yeah. Like where they can take something that like, um, like country people know. Like, okay, yeah. like this is a very relatable thing for like, like old school country people, like you hear people growing up talking about how they can smell the rain, they yeah. how they can like see these different signs that it's going to rain before yeah. you ever see a rain cloud, stuff like that. And that's what it reminds me of, and I think that makes me like it even more. You know, the um, the guitar licks and the solo in this makes me think of the guitar pieces from Garth Brooks's Shameless. Do you feel that way? Yeah, yeah, very much the same kind of slide guitar. Like, they didn't Same have tone. to go that hard, but they did. They did, yeah. They did they were, that for us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's good, man. I and really I've seen like some that. comparisons where they talk about seeing them play this live where it's very, they just kind of jam on this song. And yeah. I love that. I bet that's great that's for cool. this. Sure can smell the rain. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I enjoy that. You're number two, eh? Yeah, that's my <laughs> number two. We're just trailing right along here. Okay, well, I'll give you my number two, and we'll see what happens this time. All right, all right. Number two for me, Goodbye Says It All. Daggone it, we did it again. Did we do it again? Okay. <laughs> wow. They let your dollar short here. <laughs> so close. Yeah, this is the uh, the song that put Black Hawk on the map. Um, and put a big red goodbye on the walls of our pontoon houseboats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or our hearts, you could say. Our hearts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that at one point this was my number one and it got bounced, okay. bounced down okay yeah it only peaked at 11 Crazy. when it released That's it really stupid. hits it's a number one hit you yeah can, i'll i'll meet in the middle with domino rio and whoop every one of them if they try to say different <laughs> uh i love the guitar lick at the beginning i love the big acoustic sound that they just kind of let drive the whole yeah. song like yeah. put it right the front of the mix and it's definitely like a, a harmony showcase. It's like oh, yeah. they wanted to come out swinging and be like, hey, this is what we're about. Hope you like harmonies. Yeah. Kind of like a big in-your-face group harmonies, kind of like the Eagles and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, man, killer track. 
Yeah, I like how you said that. Like, um, yeah, this is my number one, obviously. Okay. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Goodbye Says It All is like the Black Hawk song. Like, if you would ask somebody, yeah. like, hey, name me a Black Hawk song, they're going to say Goodbye Says It All. You know? And it's, I think it's what goes a testament to, like, it's one of those songs, like, somebody could be like, I don't know who Black Hawk is. You could play them the first five seconds. Mm-hmm. I bet they've heard this song yeah. and they know most of the words to it. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, like, this song, like, encases everything that is Black Hawk. Like, this, it, this right yeah, here. This is like, us. This is Black Hawk. And what a song to, and what'd you say, number 11 is as high as it goes? Number 11 on the charts. for crazy. Which, I, I mean, I, you know, at the time, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Right, a right. lot of stuff, but very, very awesome track. Yeah, I, re- I really like it. it. I think they were different than pretty much everybody else. They really were, yeah. You know? Nobody sounded like Henry at that time. Like, nobody. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like even musically, they have hints of like, other things that were popular during the time, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, we love pretty much all that stuff. So, yep. but, uh, they were very unique, you know? Yeah. Goodbye says it all, man. I really, really, really like that track. Okay. Well, before I hit my one, since yours were kind of just one after the other behind mm-hmm. mine, you want to hit us with your rundown from five to one real quick? Yeah, let's do that. Um, okay. So we started off with, your own little corner of my heart. Mm-hmm. Fun track. Down in flames. Every once in a while, I sure can smell the rain. And goodbye says it all. So it's solid top five. It's solid good. top five. What you got? I'm really surprised that you don't have this one anywhere in your top tracks. All right. I'm not strong enough to say no. You know. <laughs> in retrospect, I'm kind of surprised too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, the first single off of their sophomore album, uh, number two on the country music charts. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Uh, written by songwriter and fame producer, Robert Mutt Lang, Mutt. who we'd know from his musical and romantic partnership with Shania Twain. Right. Mutt Nation. Mutt Nation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Going back, as I said, uh, on Hook, Line, and Seeker, I had this album on cassette, burnt this sucker up. I'm a big fan of like they use some real beefy bass lines that just thump mm-hmm. the whole song. Um and I just really like the arrangement and Henry's voice is just like the perfect voice for like sad country songs like yeah. It's like you can really hear the emotion and the sadness in his voice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And something that's been true of all the songs that we've both mentioned so far that this band definitely doesn't get enough credit for is they were masters of the bridge. Like the bridge That's of a song, true. they're yeah. really, really excel at putting together a bridge. Like bring back this format. Like a lot of people today, I feel like just don't use a bridge and it's very upsetting Yeah, because it's just like a, a point to like be like, okay, where else can this song go musically? And what else, you know, like one more good little vocal run in there with some epic lyrics. Like just take it a little bit further. Yeah. But this one is awesome. I mean, I love it. Yeah, it's it's a great song. It's a great song. And like in yeah, I I'm almost kind of um, surprised with myself as well. <laughs> that's that it's not on one of my top five. But yeah, very very good song. That's harmonies, man. Next level. Yeah, that sucker for good harmonies, and there's plenty to yeah. go around in the nineties. Yeah, 
And like sometimes you'll hear like the like the studio produced harmonies and stuff like that. It's just kind of like a background thing to, you know, put icing on the cake. But that's just like their thing, you know? Yep. Like that's that's their very much their thing. Which we enjoy, you know. But nation. <laughs> but nation. <laughs> <laughs> So did you have any tracks that were like outliers almost made it or tracks that you were just out like outright like no 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 can't do it <laughs> there what was the song was it big guitar it surprisingly was not big guitar how do you feel about big guitar and it's just weird isn't it <laughs> i think it appealed a lot to me as a kid i was just like yeah. this is cool it sounds cool <laughs> And now I'm just like, mm, like maybe mm. maybe don't maybe maybe that was filler <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, this is this is kind of like a like a full circle kind of connection thing. I wouldn't say that the song itself is terrible, but on their uh, their Love and Gravity record, that '97 record. Mm-hmm. The last track on there is called Lonely Boy. Uh-huh. Once you have uh, kind of been ingrained with uh, Black Keys, Lonely Boy, yeah. and that dance, we, we had a roommate, <laughs> Matt, that knew all the dance moves yeah. to that whole entire, <laughs> the entire music video, yeah. which, you know, Matt, he was one of the ones that went to see Garth with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, once you click on "Lonely Boy" by Blackhawk, and it's not that, it's instant disappointment. Yeah, you know? yeah, easily. Um, <laughs> man. So yeah, those that there's you some um, Blackhawk tracks to jam, and you know if there's if there's something that we missed, if there's you know a sleeper in here somewhere that we're just totally missing, we would love to, yeah. to hear that. We'd Reach love to out. hear that. Let us know. But yeah, you can, as always, you can find every one of these tracks on our Chattahoochee Top Tracks playlist on Spotify. Yeah. You know, we've always, um, there's ways to find it. You can either search it on Spotify. You can go to our link tree. I mean, there's several yeah. ways, and we're always kind of like posting about it and linking it and stuff like that. Anywhere you follow us on socials, we usually have a link where you can uh, find our other social formats and find those playlists pretty easily. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It is. I can't express it's such a weird thing, but I'm so proud of that playlist that we like because yeah. for years, like since it, since it became a thing that you can easily put together a playlist and access libraries of music, like we can in, yeah. the, in the future days here in the new millennia, <laughs> <laughs> it's just always been on my mind to be like, I want to put together the perfect nineties country playlist that encapsulates and includes everything I love about the area. But it's so much when you really just sit down and try to do it on your own or think about. It really so is. So this has just been the the best method of achieving it. <laughs> yeah, this has been like the the most po- like the funnest possible way yeah. to make the greatest playlist. Days time. and days of great music. Man, it's good. Like we we did a lot of camping this summer. Like we bought a camper and went camping a bunch of times, yeah. and um, at least once, maybe twice per trip. Like I'll just throw that 
playlist on and just let it go for hours. You some, know, it's, it's going to get something good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's just so good. And even our um, our Chattahoochee Top Tracks playlist as well, that's really good. Yeah, the it's, newer than nineties. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Newer than '90s. Speaking of um, Caleb, are there are there any more songs from this John Anderson tribute that you think deserve to be on our newer than '90s playlist? Yeah, you wanna you wanna bounce back and forth, and we'll each pick a few, throw on there. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. How about two a piece? Yeah, yeah, because we've got years on there already. By yeah. Sierra. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out uh Jamie Johnson. I'm just an old chunk of coal. Okay. Okay. I see your Jamie Johnson and I will raise you a Sturgill Simpson when Ooh, it comes yeah. to you. Yes, I like. And the cherry on top for me will be Shoot Low Sheriff, Tyler Childers. Very good choice. Very good choice. And for you, good sir. Let me see here. Okay, so we already have Alan Jackson's Wild and Blue on there. Mm-hmm. So I'll pick something else. How about Ashley McBride, Straight Tequila Night? I like it. Good good selection. Very good. So, yeah, you can find those on our Newer Than 90s playlist. Man, this, this has been fun. Yeah. This has been really fun. I think it's maybe, maybe it's a special treat since we've... Um, been a little behind catching up on episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just tell them who the next one is. You think we should? I mean, just let them. Yeah, let them know. We did. We discussed it. You know, because you know, believe it or not, we do plan ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Contrary to popular belief, <laughs> we do plan a little ahead ahead here, and we've decided to finally tackle Alabama. Yep. You work a forty-hour week for a living, and we're gonna we're gonna send that on down the line, dude. This is gonna be impossible. This, this is so gonna be difficult. A very very hard episode. Like, should we stick to like just straight up eighties and nineties, or just book between this date and this day? Like, there's so many songs. They there's had so lot. much music. Yeah. Yeah, that's a conversation that we'll have. But yeah. We'll uh we'll put the end line on their on their library at uh when it all goes south. That's when it all went that's south. That's when it all went, when it all went yeah. south. You mean you didn't love their uh their cover of God must have spent a little more time on you? As good as it is <laughs> and as much as it's meant to me in my life. Yeah, I think I'll have to not include it. Uh-oh. <laughs> What a weird era in country where people were just covering boy band pop songs. It's like, oh, is that a popular song? Well, I'm going to cover it. We talked about Mark Chestnut doing uh, the, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Yeah. What was the one? Um, Which still plays on the radio quite a bit. Yep. <laughs> Didn't Tracy, Tracy Bird have a cover? I know Mark Wills did. Um, oh, what was that song he did? It was so popular. It was one of these popular, yeah. Late Maybe we'll uh, we'll segment some of those on the Alabama episode and talk about yeah some of those uh, pop covers. Good call. from the new millennia there. Good call. Yeah, leading off with the Alabama. <laughs> I can't wait to go back and watch that um, that music video for the first time in a really really long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Alabama. That's going to be that's going to be difficult, but I think we can do it. We're capable. <laughs> oh boy. Boy, well, just thinking about it, it, it stresses me out. Like, gosh, that's going to be so hard. Yeah, I'm going to start working on that now, probably. Yeah, yeah, for real. But in the meantime, be uh, be jamming this episode and our playlist and telling your your family, your friends, your coworkers. Yeah, if you're new and haven't checked out a lot of our back catalog, 26 episodes from here on back. We just covered yep. uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter, Brooks and Dunn. Just and a lot of our earlier episodes, some of my favorite ones. You should go give a good listen. We got a few that are quickly approaching the hundred hundred plays club. You know, an episode of ours that um, I don't think has gotten quite enough love is our Judd's episode. That's it. Man. Oh, that's upsetting. It is. Why not that one? Yeah. Not, <laughs> not on me. Why yeah. not? Number one, the Judd's were awesome. Number yep. two, that episode was pretty daggone good, too. I love that episode. <laughs> it was so much fun to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. We, um, our Sammy Kershaw episode finally started getting some love recently. Yeah, cherries out. At least a hundred other people love chicken fried steak. <laughs> you know, speaking of Sammy Kershaw, now that we're on the subject, I, <laughs> I regret, I have regret that, um, I did not put the National Working Woman's Holiday on my top tracks. Because going back and listening, it is a really it's good really song. It's really good. It's a really yeah. good song. Sammy's going to tell somebody. There ought to be a law I gets working this way. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made a mistake on that one. Whoopsies. Made a big mistake. But, you know, what can you do? But, um, yeah. Yeah. Be uh, follow, following us on socials of course we're having a lot of fun on there a lot of fun on tiktok these days yeah you know we're we're young we're hip yeah we've made a commitment but in the next month or so we're really going to try to uh some formatted tiktoks we're going to try and craft a few so yeah yeah we've got some ideas we have to do to just be um just take a day and put them together (laughs) yeah yeah learn how to compute (laughs) we need to hire a 20 year old to teach us how to tiktok yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've got some cool ideas, some funny ideas. But yeah, something that we haven't hired, had to hire a youngster for is to help us make memes. We're no. having a lot of fun yeah. making memes still. Artist of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that we, we take pride in, is our True. meme meme yeah, game. I will literally all the time, like, I'll make something and I'll show my wife turn it and I'll be like, this, I was like, I'm so proud. This is one of the best things I've ever made. Like this. <laughs> the, the yeah. one that you just put out, the, uh, Charlie dancing to alibis by Tracy yeah. Lawrence. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. It's so funny how like, I'm like, what song would work well with this? And then just boom, <laughs> there it is. Perfectly. <laughs> when, um, uh, I think one of my favorite moments is when you see Mac in the background just vibing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, this <laughs> He's is beautiful. It. He's yeah. like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that couldn't have fit any better. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, go follow us on TikTok. Um, Instagram. Instagram. The Facebook. Facebook. If, um, you know, if you're still into that. Some people are not these days. Some people are. I don't know. But, yeah. We're there. We're on there. If you get to looking, buddy, we're on there. Hopefully you all have had a great time hanging out with us, talking Blackhawk. 
Uh, hopefully you're back for Alabama. They'll be back. They'll be back. The people love Alabama. Yeah. But when it all goes south, they're with it. <laughs> well, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Think about you every day and night. We do. Later days. <laughs>